Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. NetHealth is helping you maintain strong relationships with your patients through the Redoc Patient Portal. It provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. You can use it for video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, share documents and photos, and they can, your patients can view health information and appointments with 24-7 access to their health information, including discharge instructions, home exercise programs, and educational materials. It's secure, it's on-demand access without phone calls and voice messages. To learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com. So a big thanks to NetHealth for sponsoring today's episode. And now on to the episode. Dr. Jenna Cantor is back, and she is uh, interviewing Dr. Javier Carlin. He is the clinic director at Renewal Rehab in Largo, Florida. He is originally from Miami, graduated with his doctoral degree in physical therapy at Florida International University, and is a certified strength and conditioning specialist through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. He has always had a passion for health and fitness, and his mission in life is to help you get back to doing the things that you love pain-free. His goal is to inspire people to live healthier, happier, more fulfilling lives through simple and effective wellness principles. Proper nutrition coupled with a great exercise routine and good sleeping habits works wonders in how you feel inside and out. He enjoys spending time with his family. He loves being by the water, either soaking up the sun on the beach or on a boat, and he's an avid traveler. So on this episode, Jenna and Javier, they discuss the difference between nosy curiosity and coaching curiosity, how to frame questions to dive deeper into conversations, verbal and nonverbal signals to watch for during client interviews, and how your clinic environment can help develop deeper client relationships. So a big thank you to Jenna and to Javier, and everyone enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. This is Jenna Cantor with Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am here with Javi, Javier Carlin. Thank you so much yes. for coming on, Javi. It is an absolute joy. Javi is a physical therapist. He runs a clinic. What is the name of your clinic that you run? It's Renewal Rehab. Renewal Rehab in what area, though, of Florida? Because you're part of a chain. Yeah, it's in uh, Largo, Florida, so close to Clearwater. Yes. I feel like the Key Largo, Montego, baby, what do we go and make it out of Florida? I feel like that's part of a song, right? Well, Javi, thank you so much for coming on. You also... Oh, you also do have an online course. What's your online course that you do? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, a, it's a life coaching academy for healthcare professionals where I teach um, healthcare professionals how to become life coaches and get their first clients. Freaking awesome. And perfect timing for that right now with everything Corona. Thank you so much for coming on during this time and giving us both something to do. 
<laughs> You're so welcome. You're so, so welcome. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to bring Javi in because he has a skill, a magic skill that if you don't know him or you do know him, now you know he is a supreme listener. The, the, the first thing we did when we got on this call is he, he goes, he just asked me questions. So just to listen what's going on and and of course I try to emulate it but I'm not as good at him you know like I asked a few questions and I didn't deep dive as well as he does so I want to dive into his brain and with this pen that I have holding and I'm gonna part the hairs get through the skull into the <laughs> cerebrum and so we can really deep dive into how your brain works when you are learning more about others through the art of listening. So first of all, thank you for having that skill. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I honestly um, had no idea I had it until someone brought it up. Uh, and then looking into, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I guess you, you, have, you have a skill, um, but you don't really know it. And then you try to dissect okay, what exactly am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So, so, you know, leading up to this interview, I'm like, okay, let me actually think about this and reflect on what it is that I do, what, it is, what is it that I don't do, um, so that I can actually, you know, hopefully provide some value throughout the next uh, few minutes. Yeah, I would love to know. I think I want to just go into our conversation even before hitting the record button. What was in your brain when you first came on? Was it, oh, I want to know what's going on? I'm just honestly, like, what was in that led you to start the conversation that way? That's a great question. So, to be honest, I, I mean, I haven't seen you in a long time. We haven't spoken in a while. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I really, you know, did want to know what, what's been going on in your life. Um, I, I've seen you, you know, posts um, on Facebook, but really had no idea what it is that you've been working on. Uh, and I always know you're up to something. So I really had a <laughs> deep desire to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really had a deep desire to, to, you know, really find out exactly what you've been working on and, who, and the people that you've been impacting. Uh, just, just to know, I don't know. It's like one of, it's just natural for me. So you're like um, a I curious really, George. Curious. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that is a big base of it? It's just, it's just true curiosity. Yes, I think it's uh, curiosity and um, I, I, I definitely curiosity. Uh, I'm always, um, you know, really in tune with, with what people are doing. Uh, Cause I, I feel like it just, you know, look, looking deeper at it, I feel like there's, it just, I, I come from a place of always wanting to learn more about someone deeply understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because uh, I think there's a lot to say about that, and it's just very similar with uh, with uh, you know healthcare professionals in the sense that we're working with patients all day, and we're really really trying to figure out uh, you know what's going on and where they want to get to, and and understanding really what they truly want the outcome to be when it comes to to us helping them throughout you know our physical therapy and other uh, rehab professions, um, and. Uh, it's no different. Like that's same, the same curiosity that, that I have when I, you know, uh, am serving patients I have with people in general. So I, I do believe that curiosity is a big thing. Uh, and having the curiosity that's uh, not a, a nosy curiosity, but more of like a, a coaching curiosity and really figuring out uh, what's behind the words that someone is saying. 
Um, what do you mean? What do you mean by nosy versus coaching? Would you mind going into more depth on that? So yeah, absolutely. So I, I believe, and this is, you know, and it, it, there's a there's a clear, um, you know, when you're having a conversation with a friend, you're not really thinking about all these things. And then, you know, diving deeper into the coaching side of things, uh, you start to think about uh, these specific things. So when it comes to a nosy curiosity, there's always a story. Uh, that someone's telling you and sometimes that story isn't even related to what the person is actually dealing with so people use the story to kind of um, to kind of let's see how I can put this uh, to separate themselves from the interaction that you're having because sometimes it's tough for us to have conversations with people and really get deep down into our own emotions uh, so the story around it uh, as you know as someone who's dove into life coaching um, the story is actually at times something to distract people from that. And sometimes what I mean by nosy curiosity is that we, we actually get involved in that story, which has nothing to do with why the person is talking to you in the first place. Um, or, or, so it's or like the superficial, superficial kind of thing. Superficial thing, right. So yeah. instead, of, instead of being nosy into the actual story and talking about the people that were in their story, we want to, you know, kind of uh, separate that from the actual person and have a conversation about them and why why that situation affected them as a person not you know bringing everyone else so that's what i mean by nosy nosy is trying to get involved in their story and you know getting involved in not just their emotions but everyone else's emotions and why they hate their boss and why this and why that so it's it's really separating that uh from what they're telling you mm, i like that or trying to tell you yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could you just keep talking? Because I don't even know what question to ask next, just because I'm really taking that in right now. Just tell me something else more about listening, because I, I know you, you came prepared. Just because when you're <laughs> going into this, it you just opened up a world of how much I don't know, just from even that concept. Uh, so I, I feel a bit, out of the, honestly, at a, a loss of words for it because just even that concept of the superficial versus diving deep down in, I guess my next question would be then when you deep dive in and you're getting doing those investigative questions to really find out what deep, what really is the core of what's going on, how do you phrase your questions? to because you're probably going to get to some real personal stuff how how do you do it delicately with them so that way as you are deeping deepening your listening you're not invading their space that's a beautiful question so i think i think a lot of it comes before um you know before uh, you dive into that so you know you've heard of obviously building rapport building trust and at the end of the day, if someone's coming to you uh, for help, uh, it typically comes with the idea that, okay, I'm going to have to, if I want someone to help me, then I have to open up to them. Otherwise, otherwise you can't really help someone. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, I think, you know, it comes with that understanding. And I think a lot of it also comes from uh, coming, coming from a place of neutrality. So not tying your emotions and your ideas and your thoughts and your be beliefs and your opinions to what the person is telling you. Uh, so thinking that's about hard. it that's hard yes that's very hard mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it, it it really is it really is and 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 that's where you know that's where things that's when someone can actually feel that you're trying to either push them in a direction that they don't want to go or that's where that nosy type of you know feeling comes in where they're like oh like why are you why are you asking me that but 
I think the second thing is whenever you make an, an observation, whenever you make a statement that's more of an observation or a fact, um, as opposed to, you know, something that's a bit more emotional, you want to always end with a question. Uh, so as an example, a question, so after every statement, um, you want to end with a question saying, Hey, you know, what's, what's true about that? Or, uh, what comes to your mind when you hear that? Uh, those, those two questions, um, allow mm. you, allow you to kind of pull yourself from, uh, Hey, listen, what comes to your mind when I say that, as opposed to I'm saying this because, Hey, you should do this or you should do that. Or, you know, that came out like pretty, um, that, that came out as if, you know, instead of saying, Hey, you sound angry, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's saying, okay, like what, you know, when I heard that, uh, it sounded like you, you know, there was some anger in that. What's true about that? And now you're giving them the ability to respond back to that. So now it's more of an observation as opposed to uh, kind of like telling them or, or, you know, letting them know, Hey, you sound angry, right? There's more, there's more emotion to that. that that's more, uh, it's more of like, Hey, you're coming at me now. That's when they, that's when someone can get a bit defensive or feel like their, their space has been invaded. Uh, yeah. But when you just state a fact and then ask them a question, it makes it a lot easier to have that conversation moving forward. Um, I hope that, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that does. Okay. <laughs> that does okay. big time. I, it, it actually connects. It, it brings me back to a conversation I had with my brother. I'm going to go a little deep on my own thing. I remember my older brother and I don't have the, a good relationship, but this is back in high school. And there's a point to this. That's not just about me, even though if anyone knows me, I love talking about myself, but <laughs> he, he, I remember there was one evening where he was more of a night owl than me. And, and we started talking. It was one of, it was a rare time. It was a rare opportunity where you just get into a deep conversation about life and anything. And we were already at least an hour or something in, and I'm just feeling my eyes shut on me. And I, I remember going through this, like, I have two options to con continue this conversation, to continue this conversation with him, but, and force myself to stay awake. And I felt like it was a very vital conversation. There was this little thing that was like, if I cut this off, it will be cutting off something big in our relationship me not being here to be part and present when he's open and being open to talking to me for me to be able to hear what he has to say. Do you think that, and, and, and it has over time now, we don't have a, a more, we have more solidly a, not a strong relationship. Do you think there are conversations like that, that exist that if you are not present and listening and you push it away too soon, it could actually cause damage to that relationship long-term? A hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, there it's, it's tough. Um, it's, you know, diving back into, into exactly, you know, what you were feeling and how you're feeling and, and why uh, perhaps that, that conversation wasn't of maybe at that time of interest um, or something that like you were saying, you know, <laughs> uh, you felt like maybe falling asleep during the conversation. <laughs> 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 so, so, it, you know, there, there's a lot, a lot to it that we could dissect really, but yes, I, I do, I do agree with that. Um, I think there, what, what happens in, in many conversations, especially, you know, looking, looking into it even deeper, it's, you know, when people, uh, 
when people ha make offhand comments, uh, you know, short little statements in between the conversation that you're having, uh, most people are quick to kind of just let that pass. Uh, but that's what the person truly deep, deep inside is actually feeling and, and really wants to talk about. Everything else is just surface level. So, you know, exploring those offhand comments um, uh, goes a, a very long way. And that's when people really know that you're truly focusing on them and listening to them. And that's where you get into those deeper conversations. Now, uh, again, back to, back to the story that you just shared. Um, there's so many different factors when it comes to that, but yeah, yeah, I, def I, sure. definitely, I definitely do believe that, that that can have a massive impact on, on you know, the relationship moving forward. And with, yeah. anyone, with anyone, with you know, your patients, your clients, um, people, people remember how you made them feel, uh, and that really, really sticks. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you guys can't see me, but I'm like, yes, amen. I feel like I just went to church on that. But it's true. It's how you made them feel. So then bringing yeah. this back to the clinic, you yes. could have, say, a busy time. A lot of people, a lot of patients and everything, and mm -hmm. your time is running short. How do you cater to these conversations if you see that there needs to be more time or if you do need to cut it shorter how do you continue to feed that relationship that trust so you can have find an opportunity maybe later to spend more time listening to them if you don't have it right then and on that note we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with javier's answer This episode is brought to you by NetHealth, helping you maintain strong relationships with your patients. The Redoc Patient Portal provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. Conduct virtual visits and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24-7 secure, on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. Video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, share documents and photos, and view health information and appointments. To learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com. Yes, that's a great question. I think, so there's... Uh, several different ways to do it. I'll speak to more because there's a the tactical way of doing it. And that's, you know, with, um, I guess you can call it, you know, naturing the rela relationship through other methods with text messaging, emails, and all those things, right? Where you feel that connection with someone and continue to, to develop that relationship over time uh, through sometimes automated, you know, systems and, <laughs> or, or, or where you're actually just sending a mass email, you know, once once a week, where it can still actually help to build a relationship, right? Yeah. But, but on the other front, you know, with with our clinic specifically, um, the way that we do that because we do work as a team because we are, you know, we do have an insurance based model, so we do see uh, several patients an hour. Um, because of the team that we have, where uh, for us specifically, it's a PT, two PTAs, and two techs. Once we have a, a fully established clinic, uh, and got into that point. Uh, that is where the the PTAs that we have uh, actually step in to treat the other patients that are there. And if I notice, because there's there's a lot of uh, so when it comes to listening, there's you know when it, when people say active listening, what active listening really is 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 not just listening to the words that are coming out of someone else someone else's mouth, but also paying attention to everything else that's going on. The unsaid, right? You really want to explore the unsaid, and that comes with uh, body language, you know. Uh, visual cues, uh, body posture, um, you know, the way someone says something, their tone, 
their their pace, right? And obviously, as you as you get to know someone, you really get to feel how they feel when they're having a great day and when they're having a not so good day. So you know, not letting again, kind of like uh, not letting offhand comments go. You don't want to let let those um, the 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 visual kind of feedback that you're getting. Uh, you don't want to let that go either. So when you when you do see someone that's that's in that you know, specific state where they might be disappointed, angry, upset, uh, frustrated, you want to make sure that you address that right there and then. And the way that we do that specifically at the clinic is uh, we take them into uh, the evaluation room and we can do that because 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 of the fact that we work as a team, everyone on the team knows exactly what every single patient should be doing and knows them at a deep level. Uh, so I could actually step out and have that deeper conversation with whoever needs it at that time. That's and we'll, we'll sit for, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes, however long we need really um, to, to explore what is going on at a deeper level so that we can ensure that they don't drop off. Because typically what happens is that uh, when you don't, when you just kind of let that go, uh, that's where you get a patient calling to cancel. And then it happens not just once, but twice, three times, four times, and then they ghost you. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's how we handle that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's great. That's a really important thing to put into place. So for clinics uh, alone, how would you, if they don't have something set up and say they're a busy clinic and they don't have something set up where people could have the time to necessarily sit and listen, how could they start implementing that in order to improve the relationships with their patients and them they're showing up consistently? That, yeah, that's a great question. And I think there's, there's, you know, so many variables, uh, depending on how the clinic is, is set up and, and ran. Yeah. Um, it, I, I believe that, you know, I think, I think as, you know, obviously as physical therapists ourselves, I think our first instinct is to always like go to like the physical, all right, like this is, you're feeling this way today. Okay. Don't worry. Like we're going to make you feel better after this. It's like, wait a second. Well, maybe the person, maybe for the, those initial 30 minutes, they don't even need you know, therapeutic exercises or whatever it is that we're prescribing them for that day, maybe they just need to have a conversation, <laughs> right? For 20, 30 minutes and just, just to let it all out. Um, yeah. And those 30 minutes of actually just talking to them just because we're not, we can't bill for that time, technically, um, that's going to be the, the difference maker between them actually seeing the results long-term and dropping off. So yeah. it's, it's, making, it's, it's making that clear distinction and and deciding okay what this person needs at this point in time is not you know to do uh core exercises or to get manual therapy what they need is just to to, to just have a conversation Absolutely. Uh, uh, about about what's going on in their in their world because ultimately that's what matters the most to them so yeah true i hope that answers the question <laughs> yeah i think that was i think that was great that was okay. it was beautiful beautiful <laughs> i just want you to know uh, Okay, so then during this time, the coronavirus, have you, what has your clinic been exploring on a listening standpoint with the switch to virtual to try to fit those needs? Like, I don't know, it's kind of mm -hmm. an open-ended question for you to interpret this however you like. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, it's, it's been, to be honest, it's, it's been a challenge. Um, and the biggest reason why is, you know, knowing that telehealth existed for, uh, for, you know, the last year, two years, et cetera. Um, and, and has been existing. We didn't really make a push to have that as an additional service. So what's happening now is that, 
Um, it's like physical therapy, right? A lot of people still don't know what physical therapy is. And uh, yeah. it's not something that they necessarily want. It's just something that they need, right? So same thing t- with telehealth. It's something that, you know, now we're adding two things that people don't know, which is physical therapy and telehealth. And now yeah. we're, you know, most people are now, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how can we push telehealth on our, on, on our patients um, without, you know, having any like previous conversation about this? So that's, that's where the challenge lies is that you have people who are, you know, who, the ones who do know what physical therapy is who are coming in. And, you know, when they think of, of PT, they, they have this, you know, they, they have this picture in their mind because it's what they've been doing uh, for the past, you know, X amount of weeks. And now you're trying to get them to jump onto a different type of platform to, to you know, provide a service that in their minds can only be, be done in person. So what we've started to do is, We've started to offer complimentary uh, telehealth visits. So the first uh, visit is completely free, uh, 15 to 20 minutes in length. And offering that first, you know, having, giving the, the patient an opportunity to experience what it's like and yeah. showing them how, how valuable it can be. And then from there, uh, deciding to make an offer for them to, to actually purchase, you know, X amount of visits. And typically, you know, your time is your time. So you want to typically you know, charge the same that you would a, a actual in-person session. But right. because this is, but because this is so new, we have, um, we have decided to, you know, offer it at a, you know, very, very low rate. So that barrier to entry is, is a lot less, especially in the, in this time where, uh, you know, people's finances might not be at their, at their all time high, or at least they're, they're I'm not going to say that, but maybe they're, they're a little bit more reserved with, with, what they're spending their money on. People are still spending money, but with what they're spending their money on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how, that's how, that's how we're handling that now. A lot of, a lot of, you know, constant communication through text messages, emails, listening. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to add in regards to the art of listening that you think is a, a key point for people to take home with them? Yeah, so I think I think the last thing, and this is actually a quote from uh, Stephen Covey, and I have it here because I, I didn't want to butcher it, but basically he says, most people uh, do not listen with the intent to learn and understand. They listen with the intent to reply. They are either speaking or preparing to speak. Uh, so that's that's it. <laughs> that's great. That's a really that good quote. That basically sums it up. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Stephen Covey, so much yeah. for that, yeah, for that, absolutely. for your guest quote appearance. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you That's... so much for coming on, Hobby. How can people find you on social media? What are your your addresses on Facebook, Instagram, all the above? Sure. So um, on Instagram, I'm at, at Dr. Javier Carlin, so Dr. Javier Carlin. Uh, on Facebook, um, Javier Carlin, so you can just look me up there and friend, friend request me. Uh, I do have the Life Coaching Academy for Healthcare Professionals uh, uh, Facebook community, so you can always uh, jump into that as well uh, with a podcast coming out soon. And I think that's it. If you want to send me a, you know, a text message and just link up, my phone number is 305-323-0427.
Wonderful. Down and have a conversation. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And if you guys want to see or hear him in action, if you're in the group or even in his future podcast, you'll see from the way he interviews and speaks with people, how he really uses his curiosity and deep dives and, and learns more and, and listens so well. Just, just watching him in action alone, aside from just even experiencing it yourself, you'll be like, oh, wow, he's very good at this. <laughs> I feel very listened to. <laughs> so thank you on so that much, note, <laughs> yes, thank you so much for coming on, everyone jumping in. Thank you for joining and have a great day. Thank you, Jenna and Javier, for a great interview. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, Net Health. Net Health now has the Redoc Patient Portal, which provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients conduct virtual visits, and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24-7 secure on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. If you want to find out more about this, go to redoc at nethealth.com. Thanks, everyone, and have a great couple days. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.